You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now, with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Except this week, we aren't with Ben Hansen. We are with a listener. Um, Matt, you're muted, by the way. What's there up, you go. <laughs> um, Matt's been listening to us for a while. He's a good friend. Um, Matt, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great. I mean, it's just another week closer to football. Do you know, Ryan, we are 49 days away from the first week and two weeks away from the Hall of Fame game. I love it. I love it. We, um, oh man, only two weeks away from the Hall of Fame game. We get NFL football in two weeks. That's awesome. Um, For those of you that don't know who Matt is, um, we went to the scouting combine together. In all honesty, I think, um, Matt and I have maybe crossed each other in the hallway of high school or, you know, kind of bumped into each other at some point. But the scouting combine was really when Matt and I kind of met. Um, The original situation was we actually almost stayed with each other in a hotel room uh, before the scouting combine. Just that way we could plan everything out, uh, kind of room together during that week. Um, But, you know, things fell through and everything with my broadcast job and everything. But um, I was able to, uh, be lucky enough to meet Matt and be able to talk football with him. Um, you know, be able to vent to him about the whole Aaron Rodgers thing that was going on. That was very frustrating. Um, but it, it's, it's been so much fun being able to, um, talk with you and, and just kind of add another friend to my, um, very short list of people that yeah. are very educated as yeah. far as football goes. So, um, I don't know, man. It's been a lot of fun. What do you have? I mean, yeah, that, that means a lot to me. I know, like, I feel like me and you share the same kind of passion for life. I think no, talking yeah. sports is just, I feel like something both me and you want to do for until I'm in the grave. Like, I don't know about you, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, it's, yeah. I, it's... I just think us, us clicking at the combine. I mean, the first day of the combine, I was, <laughs> yeah. let's just say I was out of it. <laughs> oh my God. I remember that. So uh, just to clear some things up for those of you that don't already know, um, Matt was very sleep deprived. Uh, I believe it was just, it was that first day. Um, yeah. And he was falling asleep. Like by the time that the quarterbacks were actually being able to throw and everything to the yeah. point to where like he was kind of reclining back and everything. And, you know, Oh man, we were picking on him so much, but at the same time, <laughs> um, dude, if we had a merch shop, I would set, up a t-shirt that said show us the hands pick it because oh that was for it's those iconic people. at this point <laughs> yeah yeah so and that's again, the thing for- i know the people around us heard me i yeah. know i know kenny pickett heard me say that and that oh, means yeah. a lot to me oh my god could you imagine in the future if we get kenny pickett on the show be like hey do you remember that group of kids at the combine that said show us the hands you'd be like screw yep. you guys if that's you yep. um yeah 
so so Matt screamed, show us the hands picket um, at, at the combine. And now it's just been an inside joke among us. Um, it's been a lot of fun. We'll make it a T-shirt one day once we get to that point in the podcast. But first, we have to go over. Well, let me just say, first off, this man has a podcast that you guys should definitely go and listen to. Its name is Bustworthy. It's on Spotify. Give it a listen. This man is active. As much as there are headlines in sports, this man's covering it. Um, so, and it's just sports too. It's not necessarily just football or basketball or anything like that. This man is all over it. Props to you. But without further ado, let's get into the actual episode. We got some weekly news going on. Um, as of today, the Browns have signed quarterback Josh Rosen to a one-year deal as a 25-year-old looks to make an argument as to why he should stay in the league. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. I know that he's 25 years old and I know that it's probably not a fair shot, but Every time I hear this man's name in the news, I can't help but laugh just because of what he said about the draft and how much it backfired. Um, I mean, I remember him being like, oh, yeah, you know, I should have gone first overall or not even first overall. He was just like, there's so many teams that passed on me that shouldn't have and I'll prove them wrong. And the most, he's done iconic, the exact opposite. Quote, the most iconic quote he ever had was the the I was the 10th pick. There's nine mistakes ahead of me. <laughs> and I think it's funny to look back and like he called Quentin Nelson and Josh Allen and Roquan Smith mistakes. I, hey, thanks I, for shouting out Roquan. Barkley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are not mistakes at all. Um, what are mistakes or what's found in uh, in the Madden ratings? But we'll cover that in another episode just because of time restraints and everything. So um, talk about, yeah. There is and so much of, of me ranting to the point to where it's just not even worth it this week. Um, but the Cardinals have extended quarterback Kyler Murray, giving him $230.5 million over the next five years. The quarterback will make over $46 million per season. Um, what are your, what's your take on this? Because a lot of people have mixed thoughts on Kyler Murray and whether or not he's elite, whether he's good, whether he's not. What do you think? He's, he's in that very good tier to me. I think he's in that 6-10 to 10 tier and like – He's only 24. He turns 25 in like a week. So this kind of, it's through 2028. So he has two years left. It adds five. And a lot of people are overreacting. Like he's getting paid $46 million annually. Well, that's two years down the line. So let's not, let's not jump the gun yet. So I think he is a guy with top three potential, you know, Mm -hmm. to be up there with Justin Herbert and, I think he's in the same tier as Burrow. I think he can be up there with Mahomes and Josh Allen, those guys. And so I think that's kind of just what the Cardinals are doing, banking on the potential. And it's better to have the guy and maybe overpay a little bit for the guy than to not have the guy at all. Yeah, have another Josh Rosen in Arizona. Yeah. (laughs) Um, An extension for 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel is not imminent. Um, so pretty much nothing's changed, and despite what previous reports have figured out. Yeah. Um, Buccaneers have signed tight end Kyle Rudolph just to kind of step in for you know Rob Gronkowski retiring. Um, I like the fit, but nothing crazy about this move. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just another pass catching tight end for <laughs> Brady will turn him into a star. Yeah. Oh, let's bring it back to that Kyler Murray discussion because I completely forgot about this point. Um. So Lamar Jackson still needs an extension. Where does he fall in that list? And when is he going to get paid? And if you're Lamar Jackson, are you thinking about potentially sitting out? Or what do you think? I know he's not. 
I know that's like he's very eminent on not okay. sitting out. Like he's very adamant on it, and like okay. he showed up. I, I, the Ravens strategically posted something today right after the Kyler Murray thing. Talking what they the say? It was just a video of Lamar walking into the building saying, "I mean, oh. QB one is here." So I mean, it was it was like five minutes after the Kyler thing, gotcha. but um, I think he falls into that same kind of average annual salary, you know, forty five, forty to forty five million dollars. Like, just it makes sense. I think um, that's where that's where quarterbacks are gonna try, like, probably get paid for the next few years, just because of. People don't understand that salary cap's going to jump a lot. So oh yeah, it, like it's you're really banking on that. The COVID the COVID year threw everyone off because it dropped, but then that's that's gone. So it's yeah. it's only going up from here now. Um. So 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo has been granted permission to seek a trade. Um. With him making a little bit more than Baker Mayfield, but not really having too much of a difference. Uh, I, I know that he has a little bit more experience going more in depth in the playoffs and everything like that, but um, clearly he's not good enough to start over Trey Lance, for example, or for them not to even draft Trey Lance. Um, so my question is, as far as trade value, uh, where does Jimmy Garoppolo fall? And then also, where do you see him potentially fitting in? Um. I think his his value is about the same. If if the Niners are willing to pick up his, most of his salary, like the Browns did with yeah. Baker, but the thing is, is like the situations are different. Like Baker and the Browns did not want to see each other anymore. Yeah, Garoppolo and the Niners seem to be on Decent fine terms. grounds. You know, it's not yeah. really there's no bad blood. Like so, I truly believe he's not going anywhere, and I think it's kind of a, I think Shanahan. And Lynch are kind of like forcing their hand, like, well, we spent three first round picks on this guy. Like, we drafted his replacement. We have to replace him now. Like, yeah. I know he just went to the NFC Championship as a wild card team, but mm-hmm. we look at this capital we gave up for Trey Lance. We have to get him going at some point. We can't just sit on him. He was worth yeah. the third pick for a reason. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, in all honesty, I mean, where I think is, I mean, it, it's pretty much exactly what you said. Um, and I will say this too: I really don't. I, I, I'm pretty um, unwavering on my opinion for um, Jimmy Garoppolo starting Week One, uh, despite yeah. the fact that everybody else is saying like Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. Um, as much as everybody wants to see that Trey Lance versus Justin Fields matchup, it will come. It's just not going to be on September 11, 2022. Um, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo at Soldier Field. And if it goes south, then maybe see Trey Lance come in in like the second half, um, especially against a team yeah. in Chicago that necessarily isn't the strongest. Um, but at the same time, I mean – this Bears team and this 49ers team, they're two completely different situations that rely solely on the quarterback position and uh, among other things. Um, but Jimmy Garoppolo has, in my opinion, a very solid chance to start this. And um, I think maybe carry out the first half of the season at least too. But um, moving on, the for, uh, former Bears and Falcons defensive tackle Eddie Goldman has retired as well as offensive lineman Richie Incognito has retired as well. 
Um, Eddie Goldman was actually pretty decent at one point in time. It's just, it seems like his heart just wasn't in football after 2018. Um, and a crappy coaching core or coaching uh, staff in Chicago, I really don't blame him, as well as, you know, in a terrible situation in Atlanta where he's not going to win any games. Like, what is he doing? Um, and then Richie Incognito, he played out a very lengthy career. I feel like it's it's the right time for him to go as well. So yeah. um, moving on, Bengals safety Jesse Bates doesn't plan on playing under the franchise tag. Um, it's it's crazy because I swear to you, I had a dream that he got traded to the Eagles, and I think that it's a very real it's a possibility. Very yeah, I I mean I know I talked to Ben about it previously, but the thing is, is that I like very very vividly remember you know this actually happening like this is something where it's just like this is just another missing puzzle piece but the thing is is like in philadelphia that's just one more piece to potentially a super bowl winning core um and i know that it's weird for us to talk about because our friend is an eagles fan and of course we want the best for his team as well um it makes it all the more interesting that all three of our favorite teams are in the nfc that are potentially going to butt heads but at the end of the day if you rank Chicago, New Orleans, and Philadelphia, it goes in the exact opposite order, in my opinion. I think that it's Philadelphia at the most win-now, ready, Super Bowl-ready uh, situation, New Orleans in a pretty decent dark horse situation, and then Chicago at the bottom of the barrel. Um, but, I mean, uh, Jesse Bates definitely wouldn't hurt any of these teams, um, but specifically Philadelphia that needs safety um and would make Ben super happy too. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing I, I want to mention about the Eagles and why it's so like plausible is mm. the, the Eagles own our first round pick. We traded of course, 2023 first round pick for him. So even if they say, give up a, a first round pick for Jesse Bates, they still have one to work with in 2023. Yeah. They wouldn't even have to give up their own pick. So I it's mean, a great like situation. It's, it's so. just, falls on the quarterback you know it's, all, it's how everything <laughs> will always trace back in football yeah so as i previously mentioned um matt so you're obviously a saints fan yep. um so there's a lot of talk about new orleans and whether or not they're a dark horse team like i mentioned um you know what are your thoughts on the offseason and their additions and how confident are you on your team going forward this season um I like. I feel like we had some subtractions. I think that's where I kind of want to start. Marcus Williams and Teron Armstead kind of being very impactful players for the Saints over the past four years. But like, and then also Sean Payton. I think it's kind of. I feel like people are a little bit overrating that loss just because mm. everything seems to stay in place. You know, Dennis Allen just moves up. Um, Brian Nielsen, our linebackers coach, and Chris Richard, our secondaries coach, become DCs, and P. Okay. Carmichael, our OC, is staying in as an OC. So nothing really changed on the coaching staff besides a subtraction of Sean Payton, which is definitely a subtraction. I don't want that to come across as me saying he's nothing. But I think bringing in you know Tyron Matthew, um, Michael Thomas is going to come back, Jameis Winston's going to come back. Um, and then the the draft getting two possible play now starters, Trevor Penning at I think nineteen, and then going up to get Olave. I know on the draft show I was a little 
skeptical of Olave, but I, I've had time to think about it, and he just fits more than what Jamison Williams would bring us. And yeah. I mean, I'm so I'm so excited for this team. I, I oh yeah, cannot wait. But for the Camara sure. suspension is looming. I like last <laughs> year. Last year, I remember uh, Marshawn Lattimore had something happen in his hometown of Cleveland. I think it was something. It was like a he had an unwarranted gun or something. And so hmm. we both, like in the Saints kind of Twitter sphere, kind of had this thought like he's going to get suspended. He ended up not getting suspended. Played his heart out against Devontae Adams week one and was awesome. Got his check signed. Um, but maybe nothing happens to Kamara. I doubt it. I expected a six game, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, really quick too, uh, just because I feel like we, we touched on it earlier, um, but we have a little bit of time. I want to talk about your experience at the scouting combine. I know that this is kind yeah. of off track of what we had talked about doing previously, but, um, your experience on the scouting combine, you got to experience a little bit more than I did, but, yep. um, I want to know what your thoughts were. Cause I already know what Ben's was and I know he had a blast, but I want to talk to you specifically about how you felt about it. Yeah. I mean, me and Ben really, I like, if you had a number of people that went all four days, we would be on it. And I feel like it wouldn't, it would not be a high number. Like, I saw so many different faces every single day. Um, and, like, going to see the uh, the Super Bowl trophy, that was pretty cool. I didn't I didn't take a picture uh, when I was there. I just, like, visited it, and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Uh, yeah. There should be a second one here, but the Saints have it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, it was, it was awesome. I mean, like, seriously. Like, the first day um, – was the quarterback's day and wide receivers. And so I just remember like kind of seeing like the 40 times and we, we moved around like they were lenient about that. Like they were pretty, pretty chill about that. That's why I'm confused on what they would do next year. If they would be able to do a signed seating, man, like how would they do that? And who would Um, even want that? I I like the flexibility. So many people, like I'm really hoping they do it again. Because so many people left really early. I feel like it's a football nerd event. We're football yeah. nerds. This is, oh, yeah. I live for this, man. Um, but yeah, like I remember the quarterbacks being day one. The second day was offensive linemen and running backs. Uh, yeah. Shout out Brees Hall's mom. Me and Ben. Yeah. Behind her. And she would like every time, like Brees Hall ran the 40 twice. She was pumping. She, she was pumped. <laughs> Oh man, uh, that was awesome. Um, of course, was it the first day or was it the last day? I know. Screw you, Mike McCarthy. I know that that's definitely yeah. a shirt. Um, was oh, it that's the, definitely. Uh, and then, yeah, just having a blast. I mean, like, um, I don't have it in my room yet. I'm getting a case for the football. The, yes, the you want to bring that out? You want to show the anybody saw- that's? Watching? I don't have it. It's at oh. my mom's. I'm getting a case for it in the coming week, okay. so it will be. I'll, I'll okay. send, I'll send out a picture um, <laughs> soon. But yeah, I I have that. Um, and then of for course, those of you, I don't mean to interrupt. For those yeah. of you that are just now listening, uh, whenever I get a picture of this, we will be putting that out on the Pigskin Project Twitter account, um, just so that you guys can show or that we can show you guys what he's talking about too. Just because we need to visualize yeah. that as well. But go ahead. I, yeah, I remember, like, you, Ben, 
and I think Mary went off to look mm. at the the Super Bowl trophy, and I remember I was sitting with your friend, what's his name, Noah. Yes. We were sitting sitting together, and Sauce comes over to sign autographs, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm getting up. I like, and it's just a bunch <laughs> of little kids and me standing there, and I'm just like, and I'm like, I'm so much more excited than these little kids. Like, yeah, yeah. like I'm just like, holy, oh my god, I just got my my ball signed by Sauce Gardner. Like, oh yeah. It, it it was it was surreal. Um and yeah. then the of course after after the, the day four looking for Lovey mm. Smith, I thought that was awesome too. I mean it was just I feel like if they allow it again, I really hope they do. We gotta make like a four day weekend out of it, man. Oh I yeah. I feel like there's That's parts of there's parts of Indianapolis I feel like we gotta do we gotta explore that oh, yeah. just I feel like making it a four day weekend would be sick. So. Yeah, if if we get the chance to, I will a thousand. Because for those of you that haven't listened before or don't already know, I had to leave because I had to broadcast a couple games. Um, in that scenario, if that were to happen, if if we were to be able to get tickets, excuse me, again, um, that I would take those days off. I would make sure. 100%. Yeah, I could get because the thing is, like, we could get a hotel, we could get all these things, and like, you know. I am so down to stay in Indianapolis and spend the Listen, money I'm, that needs to do. It's because... July that that happens at the end of February, March. I'm saving money yeah. right now. Oh like, right, it would be it'd be. We gotta put blast. it on a shelf, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, without further ado, we should move on and talk about yeah. your Saints a little bit more. Um, we have their schedule predictions coming up. Um, I don't know if you have their schedules up right now. I have. Mine. I can pull it up easily. Yeah. Um, what do you here? You know what? What I can do? I, I already have it up. So what I'm going to do is just ask you if they're going to win this game or if they're going to lose it. And then we'll just tally it up at the end. All right. So Saints at Falcons week one. Saints. All right. So that's a win uh, versus Buccaneers week two. This is a tough game, but I think it's strategic on the schedule. I, Chris Godwin tore his ACL last year. It's at home against, you know, against the Bucks. Kind of have the Bucks number. I'm gonna take the Saints. I'm gonna every like time. Man, I think they just own them. At Panthers week three. That's a trap game. I like. I think the Panthers are gonna win it. Just because, right. like last year, it happened. It's it's happened multiple years where we come off. We're a battle-tested team. We come off big wins against good teams, and the next week it's you forget how to lace your your <laughs> Baker Mayfield comes out firing in week three. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, versus Vikings, week four. Oh, the London game. Um, yes. That one's tough. That's the game that I'm looking at on the schedule saying this is going to dictate seeding in January. Um I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to take – I'm just going to be I, getting flashbacks to Christmas. If Alvin, oh, yeah. Is, oh, wait, Alvin Kamara might, might, might not play that game. Maybe uh, that's the maybe that's the, the Mark Ingram game. Okay, okay. Uh, versus Seahawks, week five. Seahawks, yeah, come on. I'm taking the Saints. <laughs> versus Bengals, week six. Again, oh, uh, hoping no Jesse Bates. Um, 
Let's go with the Saints bias. I'm taking the Saints. All right. Let's see. The Saints. Against the uh, – let's see. We just said the Bengals, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, at Cardinals. Um, If I'm not mistaken, this is a Thursday game. On the road, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I think it's okay. a short week. Again, coming off a big win, and then you're just going to grab the bet a little bit. Versus Raiders. Ooh, I, the Raiders are tough, man. Um, I think Marshawn Lattimore owns Devontae Adams, so I'm going Ooh, with the Saints. I like it. Versus Ravens. I'm going to take the Ravens. I, like, I don't know. I feel like they're... They're a tough team to game plan against. Even with the Saints having a great run defense, I think they're they're gonna be gonna get us. Dare I say, it's a very very strong possibility that we have the battle of the birds in the Super Bowl between the Ravens and Eagles. That'd be cool. A lot of things. A lot of things are possible right now. Uh, I want to mention about the schedule too. Yeah. Um, the have you seen the? I remember I saw it a few months ago. But the Saints have a chance to run the table against Birds this year. Yes, I did see that. The Falcons, Seahawks, Ravens, Eagles. Um, I might be missing one. No, that sounds right. Yeah, that's right. Um, but like we have an opportunity to run the table. No team's ever beat every bird in the same year. So <laughs> no. uh, let's see. All right. So uh, next up at Steelers. Again, just a tough game. I mean, Mike Tomlin always finds a way to sneak over 500. Um, I think it's like 15 straight years. That's um, ridiculous. I think, I think small hand Pickett is is going to get me. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's going to beat us. I think he's going to, he's going to remember me. He's going to play. Oh harder. yeah, oh yeah. By then we'll have the shirt that you can wear to the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go to non, not Heinz Field anymore. Yeah, upset ridiculous. about that. They took, took the ketchup coming. bottles down, man. Yes, exactly. Ridiculous. Another sponsored by insurance. Like, I don't even want to like go over there anymore. I just came. I I really wanted to go just for the ketchup bottles, and they got rid of it. There at the ketchup. Yeah. Now it's just a yellow stadium. That's nasty. Um, versus Rams. Versus Rams. Ooh, tough, tough. I'm gonna take the Saints again. Really? Like, I think it's. I think it's just a home game. Against you know the Rams, we have history against them. Of course, mm-hmm. I think there's chips on the shoulders of the Saints. Like I said, I think the Saints play harder when okay. they when they're back against the wall against a better team. Okay, I like it. At Forty Niners, I'm gonna take the Niners. I'm gonna take the Forty Niners. Okay. Yeah, I think. At Buccaneers, I think Trey Lance is gonna be clicking them. Uh, at Buccaneers, we'll split the series. I have. I have faith we beat them once, either way, but twice, not a chance. I don't. I seriously don't think Brady's going to let us do it twice, yeah. especially so, the return. Can we talk about this? Is Jameis's return to Tampa? That's something mm, different. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. So week fourteen, you guys have a bye after this Buccaneers game. Yeah, the and late buy. The late buy gets me, man. I, talk I'm, to me about it, man. Bears have the same one. Um, yeah, it's awful. Um, but week 15, they come back at home against the Falcons. Saints by 50. <laughs> Saints by 50. I, come at, on, to buy. 
At Browns. This is another this is another trap game, man. I, I like this this Saints team is gonna be battle tested and that's what I'm excited about. Is yep. there I feel like a lot of people have been talking about their schedule, like this is a tough schedule, but I think the Saints play better. But um I expect Watson as much as we don't want him to play. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I expect him to play, and I expect him to play very well and beat us. So I'm going okay. with the Browns. And then also at Miles Eagles. Garrett. Yes. At Eagles, the Eagles have our number. It's, yeah. it's just the facts. Jalen Hurts plays better when he is playing the New Orleans Saints. You know and, what would have been awesome about this whole season? Yeah. The fact that so Ben's Eagles come to Chicago to play the Bears. Yeah. Then the Eagles not in consecutive weeks, but um the Eagles then go and play the Saints at some point. Yep. If the if the Saints could have played the Bears this season, we would oh have had one heck oh of a season. Fun. That would have been hey, awesome. Listen, listen. January is always a possibility, man. I'm never gonna Ooh, ooh, I love it. Um, <laughs> versus Panthers. Uh, versus Panthers at home. I think we're gonna win. I think it. I think this is gonna be like a seed game again. I think it's one of those games where, like last year, uh, needed to win to get in the playoffs. We needed a a loss from the the Niners to get in. They ended up winning, of course. But I think this is gonna be about seeding. If so, if my math's correct, we should be around. So Matt, you finished with a ten and seven record for your yep. New Orleans Saints. That sounds right. Yeah. So let me go ahead and give you my win loss prediction. Um, so week one at Falcons, I'm giving the Saints a W. Okay. At home against the Buccaneers, um, I'm gonna assume that Alvin Kamara is out because he's suspended. So because of that, the Buccaneers are taking one in New Orleans. Um, at here in Carolina, uh, that's another W. Um, versus Vikings, dude. I'm sorry, but I'm giving it to the Vikings. The Vikings are a very complete football team, and I, I like it or not. I mean, I'm pretty much almost a fan if they weren't a division rival. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, it's it's very weird. It's a very hey, weird Hey, I love situation. Justin Jefferson. I understand it. Yeah, dude, do you know how weird it is to have one of the coolest teams in the whole league as far as colors, mascot, stadium, everything, and have to not root for that team? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. Versus Seahawks, that's a dub. Uh, versus Bengals, not a huge fan of the Bengals this year. And I'm not entirely sure what I had in the previous episodes, but I definitely have the Saints beating the Bengals right now. Mm-hmm. Um. At Cardinals, let's see. I'm going to have Alvin Kamara come back this week after a six-game suspension and have him just tear open the Cardinals. So as a result, it's going to be a W for the Saints. Versus Raiders, that's going to be... Ooh, that's going to be a dub, but only because it's in New Orleans. Um, And then... Versus Ravens, I'm giving the Ravens a win there just because the Ravens are awesome this year. Mm-hmm. Um, at Steelers, I'm going to have the Saints losing this game as well, but not because of Kenny Pickett. 
it's going to be because of some big injury, and it's also going to be because yeah. Mitch Trubisky is going to torture secondary. Oh, um, in the secondary, might be injured. Crazy. Yeah. Versus Rams, that's going to be another L, so you guys are on a three-game losing streak. At Ooh. 49ers, another L. Ugh. At Buccaneers, Jameis is going to get him one in Tampa Bay. There we go. Um, that'll give you a win to go into the bye, and then you'll beat the Falcons, lose against the Browns, lose against the Eagles, and win against the Panthers to finish one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and eight. Okay. I so mean, that's yeah. about the. My thing is, is we went nine and eight last year, um, and you just see how injury riddled we were, you know. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston goes down. I think it was week six. Um, Michael Thomas doesn't play a snap. Um, Marshawn Lattimore missed some time with a hand injury. Um, I'm pretty sure Cam Jordan missed some time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's just that's a, a pretty generous baseline, and, and we have some new starters, you know. Like I, I will say. I like Tyra Matthew, seeing him hit the ground running would be yeah, surprising to me, I'll be honest. So, um, I I will say after this season, if they don't make the playoffs, and this is kind of segueing into our next one, if they don't make the playoffs, I am a thousand percent ready to say that Jameis Winston is not going to be a Saint next year. He'll, um, I, I'm not. What does his contract look like? And that's what I'm trying. His to find out. his contract is very easy to get out of if year two. It's, okay, it's so, essentially a team option. With that. Two. With that, he's going to be gone. But the thing is, is the biggest thing is, are you ready to accept Jimmy Garoppolo as the next quarterback of the New Orleans Saints? Um, because in my I, eyes, that is a huge upgrade, and I would a thousand percent accept Jimmy Garoppolo. If I like the thing about Jimmy Garoppolo is, I mentioned this a lot with Ben about the draft. Is Jimmy Garoppolo raises your floor of a team, but lowers the ceiling you know Jameis Winston is a ceiling raiser so it's kind of like a you don't know what you're gonna get out of Jameis Winston and that's where it's like I kind of want to take the upside over the you know static kind of floor if you know what I'm saying like but like going into next year there's not many quarterbacks on the market like I mentioned earlier with Jesse Bates thing we don't have our pick Mickey Loomis would find a way to get a pick because he always does. Yeah. But I wouldn't want a rookie. I wanted a rookie this year, but. I will say one more thing about the Saints is that it's fully dependent on um, Michael Thomas's growth in this season and whether or not he'll be ready to play and how he will do as well as, yeah, as well as Chris Olave's impact on the team too. Um, But next up, the Falcons schedule prediction. Uh, this one is going to be a very easy one for me. I'm just going to fly through it. So if you don't mind, I'll let me go first. My, yep. Yeah, let me go first here. Uh, just a second. So let's see. Yeah, so week one at Saint, or versus Saints, sorry. Um, that's going to be an L. At Rams, L. At Seahawks, that's going to be a W. At Browns, L. Um, let's <laughs> see. I, by the way, Jacoby Brissett, 
I just want to say um, I'm a believer for this season oh, for for okay. him before Deshaun Watson. I'm a believer. Um, at Buccaneers for the Falcons, L. Uh, versus 49ers, L. At Bengals, L. Um, versus Panthers, I'm going to give the Panthers the dub here. Uh, versus Chargers, L. Versus Panthers – or at Panthers, sorry. You know what? I'll have them split. They'll win the game at home against the Panthers, but they're going to lose in Carolina. Uh, they're going to lose in uh, against the Bears. They're going to lose against the Commanders, lose against the Steelers, lose against the Saints, Ravens as well. Uh, lose against the Cardinals and lose against the Buccaneers. This is not going to be a good season for the Falcons in my book as they only walk away with two wins going 2-15 and 15 on the season. Yeah. I mean, um, tough schedule. <laughs> That's it. I'll, do you want me to get into mine? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Mine is not drastically different. I know okay. for TV you want it to be drastically different. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think they're going to lose their first two games – against the Saints and Rams, two playoff teams. Um, solely because they're the road team, I think they're going to lose to the Seahawks. I think I'm not a Jacoby Brissett believer. I think they're going to take the Browns game, mm. even with Miles Garrett breathing down their necks. Um, I think the Bucks are going to beat them. Yeah. Then the Niners are going to beat them. And then the Bengals are going to beat them. And then the Chargers are going to beat them. Well, you got the Panthers in between the Bengals and... Okay. And then they have, right. a, they have a Thursday game. We're going to have to watch that, Ryan. Think about this. We're going to have to watch a, a nationally televised Marcus Mariota versus Baker Mayfield game. Uh, it's going to be awful. And I think I think the Falcons are going to win that one. Uh, then okay. the Bears, just for you, I'm taking the Bears. I think Justin Fields. His return to Atlanta. I didn't think about that. Off the it's going to be personal. See? It's yep, I mean. going back to Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to beat the Commanders, I think. Okay. Uh, and then the Steelers are going to beat them by week. They're not going to win another game. Lose to the Saints, lose to the Ravens, lose to the Cardinals, lose to the uh, Buccaneers. And I have them winning three games. All right. So, so Nothing majorly different from yours. Three and 14, nothing really crazy. Um, we're going to quickly move on just because it's, you know, Different topic, but this one I think is very, very interesting. Uh, very loaded question. What NFL player is the most overrated in the league right now as we stand? Not in the history of the league, but like 2022, who is the most overrated player in the league in your book? So you asked me this question, and I kind of like – I thought about names, and I kind of wanted – I, I'm kind of thinking like there, there's there's a lot of names that come to mind, but one stands out from the rest, and he's actually the defensive player of the year. I think it's T.J. Watt. I think T.J. Watt is probably the most overrated player in the NFL because of the way he wins. I think sacks are a deceiving number. I think okay. I would take a guy who's going to – this is the classic debate of of NFL analytics uh, analytics Twitter is pressures versus sacks. What is more yeah. important? I, I feel like you've have you heard this this like debate before? It's it's kind of like like this past year Max Crosby created the most pressures, mm-hmm. but T.J. Watt got the most sacks. 
TJ Watt is not a pressure given guy. Like he doesn't get pressures, so to speak. And pressures are created for the whole team. So okay. it's I kind of value the pressures more and I think the way he wins is that he's very schemed up to get those one-on-ones and I think in a place where he's not schemed to be he's not schemed to win and mm-hmm. schemed to get those one-on-ones, I think he struggles personally and that's why I'm kind of like calling him overrated. I know he's the defensive player of the year. I know he <laughs> broke the sack record, but yeah. I I can't I I just that makes sense. Yeah. Let me let me move on to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy is consistently taken within the first three rounds of any fantasy football draft and okay. consistently regretted every single time. And in my eyes, can actually be considered to be running back two on his team. Um, he's one of the most okay. frustrating okay. guys okay. in the history or not the history, but like in, in current day NFL. And I think that people are riding his hype train way too much off of college. And that player is Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. It's the Cowboy. I was really expecting Saquon and I was no. really going to be upset. See, but... no, yeah, no, he's good when he's healthy and he makes the best out of a terrible situation. So not Saquon, but Zeke, the Cowboys have historically had a at least above average offensive line. And Zeke, despite having, you know, 900 plus yards pretty much per season, um, the thing is, is that he just has nothing to show for it on the field. The guy is just, I mean, it's really, really tough to explain it, but it's, it's just, it's so evident in fantasy football leagues and everything like that the guy is so overrated and it's just like, man, he just, the Tony money, Pollard, yeah, the money doesn't match him. I agree. Yeah. And, and as a Buckeyes fan too, I will say it breaks my heart to say it because Zeke was probably one of my favorite players to watch growing up. Um, but it's just like, man, like this guy, he just has not matched whatever anybody has tried to say he's going to do or say that he can do. It's just not even close. Um, but there is a, say, 1A version of my most overrated player because there was it was picked between two guys, and it was kind of along the same exact reasoning as for yours. Uh, this guy's another edge rusher. I feel like so many people um, credit the team for having, you know, oh, man, they signed this guy. He's a Super Bowl. This team's a Super Bowl contender now that they have another guy too. Um but the thing is, is that this guy has like nothing to show for it within the past two seasons. And that guy in my eyes is Brown's edge rusher to Davian Clowney. I think that he is a very overrated player. I feel like people give him too much credit because he doesn't do as much as he um, is intended to do. And I feel like his, his, I guess his work ethic or not worth her work ethic, but more so like, I mean, it just, there's nothing to show for it. You know, like um, the, the- character yeah yeah it doesn't match up yeah the hype in the offseason does not match up in the season you know everything and I guess I understand it to a certain point because it brings less pressure on Miles Garrett but the thing is is like man you have a two-headed monster except the second head is just a puppy dog and then the other guy is just like a fire-breathing dragon in Miles Garrett it's just Jadavian Clowney's not the guy that he used to be, and to me, he's very overrated. Yeah. 
but uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to move on to the next one, which is who is the most underrated player in the league. Um, let me just say, my candidate is not Darnell Mooney, despite the fact that I hype him up so much in our group chat. I tried yep. really hard to find somebody that isn't Darnell Mooney because everybody yep. knows how I feel about him, and it's time to stop talking about the Bears on this podcast. Um, so Matt, without further ado, I'm going to let you go first and then I'm going to talk about mine. My thing is, is I could, I could create a lineup and I could create (laughs) a lineup with so many guys and half of them would be Saints guys. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, the number one guy I think is probably cornerback for the Falcons. I know it's weird. AJ Terrell. Um, Mm. This guy, like his first two years, the corner is one of the hardest positions to play and to grasp at an NFL level immediately. And he's just been awesome. Both year, you know, the first year he was kind of hitting the ground, like kind of let me feel out this process. And the second year, he's just been amazing. And I know people want to talk about, oh, he's a zone dependent player but there was many times he was matched like he was matched up in buffalo being a dome player against stefan diggs and stefan diggs had two catches on him so i that's my thing i think he's a battle-tested corner and the reason i believe he's underrated is trayvon diggs got first team all pro over him and just that doesn't match yeah i'm not i'm not a trayvon diggs hater there's haters of Trayvon Diggs. I'm not one, ben. but I believe hey, he's an Eagles fan. I understand. Yeah. But um, yeah, like that. Just when it when it released that he didn't get first team All Pro because of Trayvon Diggs, ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. to me. So I'm gonna move to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, my player, uh, he's honestly one of my favorite non Bears players, non Browns players. Um. He's an edge rusher, and you actually previously mentioned him. His name is Max Crosby. This guy is very good. Um, he's finished under 10 sacks, but the thing is is that the pressure that he adds to it and the very, very um, – or the clutch moments that he's able to pressure the quarterback and get on the ball is very impressive. Um, this guy's only been in the league for three years. He's a very young talent. He's only 24 years old. Um, this guy is going to be able to play very well for a very long time, and I have very high expectations for him. Um, another guy that I think is going to play very well for a very long time that I also have very high expectations for is, unfortunately, despite the fact that I said that I am done talking about Bears players, he's not on the offensive side of the ball. His name is Jalen Johnson. This guy... I love Jalen Johnson, and I feel like not enough people are talking about him. Um, the amount, if, if anybody stat watches, this guy has absolutely nothing. But the thing is, is that the pressure that he's able to put on receivers, the coverage that he's able to put on top guys is impeccable. But the thing is, is that within the past couple of years that Jalen Johnson has been in the league, absolutely no sense of urgency or sense of swarming to the ball has been applied to this Bears secondary. Um, You look at the Bears secondary this past season, it's been awful. Um, Eddie Jackson has not played like himself since he got in his last Pro Bowl. Um, I feel like the defense hasn't been schemed up correctly in general. 
And in all honesty, the Monsters of the Midway that once was the 2018 Bears team just isn't what it is anymore. Um, I'm very, very excited to see what Matt Eberflus can do, especially with, you know, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker alongside Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson. Um, saying that we have four guys in a secondary that can get it done makes me very ecstatic. This is giving me chills pretty much. The secondary, I believe, in my eyes has been fixed. We got a couple dogs in the draft alongside a former dog in Eddie Jackson, which can be revived, and Jalen Johnson that's just year in and year out doing his job consistently. Certified dog and an honorable mention, but I'm giving my most underrated player in Max Crosby for sure. I think it's reasonable. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll mention the Jalen Johnson thing. Just like hearing the way top receivers talked about him this past mm-hmm. year. You know, he he went up against three notable guys who talked about him, are two of the best, and like three top ten guys. You know, Devontae Adams, I know mentioned him. Cooper yeah. Cup did the Triple Crown winner, and then Mike Evans. Yeah. Three guys who are top ten in their in their craft, and they said, "Yeah, this guy is. This guy's legit. You should talk about him more. I mean, he <laughs> gave me fits, you know. Yeah. And so I, it's, I just it's credible. That's to add to it, ladies and gentlemen. Last week we had talked about potentially adding a fantasy segment to this show, and this week is the very first week that we talk about fantasy. God dang it, I am so excited about this. Um. <laughs> I've been literally trying to rush along a couple segments just because I want to get to this one so, so much. Um, I had the idea today to do a fantasy mock draft at the position that I am at in my personal fantasy league that you guys will be able to see later on this, se- uh, this season as we go forward, hopefully within the next couple weeks. Um, I am picking second to last, which is ninth overall out of 10, um, which means in a snake draft, I get the ninth overall pick and then the second overall pick in the following round. So, um, and I'll clarify among every single draft pick. And what I would like to do is go over every pick that I made in this mock draft and then have Matt go ahead and grade these, tr- these draft picks. So without further ado, round one, pick nine, the absolute steal of the draft, Jamar Chase. Okay, I like that pick at ele- <laughs> uh, at at nine. Um, I'm looking. I'm I'm having kind of a ADP tracker, kind of like where kind of ranging where these guys are drafted, and he's dead yeah. on nine. So yeah. it's just it's a fall in your lap kind of pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a very good pick. Um, he's someone who is going to get. Uh, the the receptions for your PPR leagues and he's gonna get touchdowns. I mean, he has the the known rapport with with Burrow and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's an awesome pick. Round two, pick two. Oh wait, wait, hold on. Out of out of you know A plus all the way to F. Where do you where do you grade the first one? I think it's an A. I'm not a. gonna say it's an A plus. I think you just you take the guy who's there, you know, and and Jamar Chase <laughs> is the best guy there. Round two, pick two, Devontae Adams. Again, another just very solid pick. You know, he's <laughs> going to get – um, you know, he's coming in. Another wide receiver with college teammate quarterback, Derek Carr, just like Burrow and Chase. 
Um, they have the developed chemistry from college and now going to the pros. Um, again, I think it's just a very good pick. I will say I'm giving you only a B plus here. I think okay. you got to take a running back in those first two rounds. I think it's very pro Nick running Chubb back. and everybody else that I was looking for was already gone. So yeah, was, I get it. You know, um, if I can take those two wide receivers and fill those spots on my on my roster, I think I'm pretty lucky. But BPA, this third, yeah, BPA is very important. This third pick is very it is backed up by that same reasoning, but I think that it's almost uh oh. <laughs> Ben is coming in, the host of the podcast, says, boys, I'm in a tent, so I have no volume. But the most underrated player is by far A.J. Terrell or C.J. Uzoma. Uzoma. Yeah. He totally, for those not He's taken my underrated player. Yeah. This guy, he just sat on his keyboard, basically, so that's what I was pronouncing. But I know how to pronounce C.J. Uzoma. Um, but yeah, so he said the former Bengals tight end. Yes. Very, very underrated players, like but that. without, we're, we're going to keep moving forward here. <laughs> the third round pick. Um, this is kind of a bold pick, but I like it. Round three, pick nine, JK Dobbins. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, yeah, I coming off the ACL tear, um, I know there was there was some rumblings about him like missing week one or something and like Ian Rappaport reported that he was gonna miss week one and he, and he, called, him on, he called him out on Twitter. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Um I think it's a pretty good pick. Uh I can't I can't fault it. It's a run heavy offense. I mean he's gonna you know, he's gonna get those carries and you know I like just it. stay healthy, really. Yeah. Um I would have to grade that again a B probably. Okay. Round four, pick two, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Um, all the way in round four is ridiculous. Yeah. Um I would have to know what tight ends are gone to really scan this. This is the first one off the board. The first one off the board in, in But as far as overall rankings four. go. I mean, overall, every position, he was starting to creep up. And so that's why yeah. I was like, I either get um, this tight end or I don't. I like I like the pick, but I, th- I, I think there's awesome value because of Tyree Kill leaving. Yeah. Um, I just think there might be a better value, say, wait round five and get maybe Kyle Pitts, someone, mm. someone like Solid. that. Um, but again, this is an A pick. You know, okay. he's he's treated like a wide receiver. He's a third he's your third wide receiver, man. I mean, he's gonna get those targets out of the slot. Mahomes is gonna love him, especially with Tyreek gone, like yeah. I mentioned. So I will yeah, say awesome. for those uh keeping track at home, this is a PPR draft too. So yep. um but anyways, round five, pick nine, Cordero Patterson. That's a very good pick. That's a very good pick, especially for PPR. <laughs> especially for PPR. Uh, yeah, uh, something that kind of went under the radar for the the Falcons. Mike Davis left, so yeah. Cordell Patterson is kind of the only running back. Um, maybe they signed someone and I missed it, but no one of notable that yeah. I should say. So he's going to have a field day. 
uh, Mariota's probably going to dump him off those little passes all the time. And yeah, yeah, I, I can't, I can't fault it. So it's a minus, a minus. I'm going to switch it up. Round I've yet six. to find a pick that I'm not like, that if this not... guy was on the board at this round, I, you know, it's hard <laughs> yeah. for me to pass up on that guy. Round six, pick two, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Yep. Wide receiver. Uh, I mean, That's it's the flex, baby. It's a wide, yep. It's a wide receiver one with very high upside. I, I think he could easily finish in your top 10 to 15 receivers if he stays healthy. Um, you know, him and him and Fields kind of had that connection last year. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he, he, Byron Pringle, Velas Jones, are they really going to steal targets from Darnold Mooney? No, probably not. <laughs> um, so I'm going A. This All again, right. Just, again, just a great pick. All right. I'm going to say the pick, and then I'm going to back it up just a little bit. Round seven, pick nine, Dak Prescott. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, all off the board. I picked Dak Prescott over uh, Lamar Jackson uh, and Aaron Rodgers were the top. So it was Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, and Aaron Rodgers were the top three remaining quarterbacks. This is my first pick I'm not a fan of. And it's not because of Dak. Yeah. It's because of my philosophy of Lamar fantasy football. The guy, you, the guy you have, I love the double-up mentality. Mm. You have Devontae Adams or Jamar Chase. I, did you mention Burrow was gone? Burrow was gone, yeah. Burrow was gone. So I would probably wait. I would probably wait a few rounds. Like I don't know the the running backs on the board, but I would probably yeah. take a running back here, maybe wait a round or two and get their yeah. car. So I'm going C, but okay. it's not it's no hate on Dak Prescott. It's just my personal mentality of I love the double up method. Which yeah. again can bite you on a bye week, but I will say this uh this team is a very pass heavy team so there's a lack of running backs and you'll very soon notice that round eight which hey i mean if if someone hey we gotta you know think about trades if if someone who's running back heavy gets their receivers kind of depleted yeah make that move round eight pick two michael thomas oh come on uh Give me that A plus, baby. Come on. Oh, it's an, yeah, it's an A plus. It's an A plus because I believe he's going to be on the field and he's going to produce at a high rate. He's going to catch the ball a lot. And I didn't mention this before, which is weird because he's a Saints guy, but I think Michael Thomas is truly going to be unlocked this year. Ooh. And a lot of people, the slant boy things, the the slant boy comments and everything, <laughs> that was Drew Brees, all right? That was noodle arm Brees. Yeah. But, like, that was the end of the career. It's kind of like a this – he can't – he can't stretch the field. So we're going to get the ball in our best player's hands, Michael Thomas, at, at an alarming rate, you know, breaking yeah. a record rate. And so – I think this year we're going to see a lot of crossing routes. I think he's going to – he runs the 10-yard the out so well. I think that's – Jameis Winston is mm. – I think it's going to be unlocked. I think he's going to be unlocked. If he's healthy, again, that's yeah. still a – but anything is better than last year, I should say. Because he and just in case, just in case, 
Round nine, pick nine, Chris Olave. Oh, come on. Come on, man. <laughs> you did this just for me. No, well, he he's also a Buckeye. He's also yeah. a Buckeye, I got to say. Come so on, I, I get the, the, yeah. the love. But, yeah, again, just this is – call it bias, but he's my offensive rookie of the year. I think okay. he's a guy to hit the ground running like nobody else in this draft, I think. Drake London's going to get a lot of targets and things like that, but I think Chris Olave is really going to get the offense immediately. And yep, the bias is kicking in. I feel it. But uh, again, yeah, a plus. I I can't. Again, if if Chris Olave is there for me at pick uh, round nine, I'm taking him every time. So, <laughs> dare I say I picked back to back rookies? Round 10, pick two, Jamison Williams. Oh, this is a the high-value play. Um, but I'm going to knock you. I'm going to give you a C on this one. Just okay. because you're not the running backs. The running mm-hmm. back, we got to bring them up. I, I think maybe getting a rookie. little to none on the board. Maybe, getting a, li- maybe getting a rookie running back. I think you're getting a high – High ceiling, rookie, low floor in Jamison Williams. Why not try that with a rookie running back? You know, mm. I doubt he was there, but maybe a Damian Pierce from the Texans. Um, mm. Someone else, uh, a rookie. Uh, Ty Chandler from uh, the the Vikings. Oh, Brees Hall is far gone. Far <laughs> gone at this point. They're going to they're gonna love him with the Jets. But yeah, I think I think maybe taking a, a risk at running back is more of a, a better pick than Jamison Williams because I think you're already stacked with receiver. Jamison yeah. Williams is barely going to find the field. But yeah. barely find your fantasy team. That's my, that's my thought. Dare I say I picked a third rookie in a row. In a row. In a row. Round 11, pick 9, Christian Watson. Again, with Again the with the receiver, I know. You're, you're getting me. Again, if you're somehow going to package like a few of these guys for a know, better running back, high value running back, yeah. Um, I like the rookie play. Again, it's just where's he going to play? He can't play. I mean, you're really banking on like that's the thing. Even if say Michael Thomas and Jamar Chase are yeah. injured the same week. You're still sitting that, you know, I still got to make a decision, Christian or Christian Watson, Olave, Williams. Uh, just, yeah. You know, that's a lot of too much thinking for fantasy football. Yeah, just I get it. you. What's the grade? The grade, I'm going to knock you. C minus. Okay. Uh, round 12, pick two. Mm-hmm. I realize, oh, crap, I need a running back. So I take yeah. Chase Edmonds. There you go, from the, the Dolphins now. Dolphins, which I called, um, if you remember it, all the way back from when he was a free agent. I was like, the yeah. Dolphins would be a good fit for him. Yep, running back. Chase they needed. I was I liked them for Brees Hall, and then they got Chase Hedman, so yeah. they, they kind of proved me wrong. But, yeah, um, I like the fit. I think it's a good, good pickup in round 12. I think he's going to be in a committee kind of thing with um, – uh, Raheem Mostert, I think they signed from the Niners too. Mm-hmm. They already have Gaskin there. I think he's going to kind of be in that committee, but he is by far the best receiving back. So yeah. I think him and 
him and Cordero Patterson are kind of, you know, maybe extra receivers. It fits the theme of the draft. PPR, baby. Yep. Back up all those points. The grade. The grade, I'm going to give it a B plus. B plus, I think. If I saw Chase Edmonds in the 12th round, I'd take him. Round 13, pick nine, Damian Pierce. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yes, I. The fourth I rookie feel, on the team. I was really hoping it. to take it. A plus. I think yeah, there's right. so much value in Damian Pierce. I am. I'll smash it. Smash. Smash the button. <laughs> Damian Pierce pick button. Um. Yeah. I think there's a lot of value for him. I think. Um. He's gonna like. Who is who is on the the Texans roster? Who's gonna compete against snaps for him? You know, yeah. Marlon Mack, who hasn't played in a year. Rex Burkhead, who is in his 30s. Yeah. We're going to go with the fresh legs, you know, with Davis Long Neck Mills. See what he can do. You know, I think it's going to work. I think he's going to be – he is someone I am definitely probably overrating, but it's just – it's a rookie running back. I, I, love I like it. Um, I started filling in the must-haves. There's some holes in my roster. Uh, round 14, pick two, Buccaneers D. Now, keep in mind, some defenses were already just starting course, to fall course. off. So the Bills were gone and the Saints were gone. Um, I want to say there was another one that was gone that was top of the line. But the Buccaneers, best remaining in my eyes uh, at round 14. My thing about defenses and kickers, actually, is I in my league that I play money, play with mm-hmm. money for, um, you get so many ads per week. I think it's four or five ads a week. Okay. I use two of those every single week on a new defense and a new kicker. I'm yeah. serious. Because I think, uh, like, the Buccaneers defense, it's it's a good defensive pick. But, again, it's the value of it. Am I yeah. really going to take it? I don't want to take a defense that maybe I could find the defense playing the Falcons this week. You know, say say the, the team that's playing – maybe the Panthers are out on the waiver wire and they're playing the Falcons this week. I would rather have that defense than a high-powered Bucks defense against the Rams. You know, something like that. Yeah. That's always something. Um, so, yeah, I think it's too early. And, again, running backs, I think. You, you can never draft too many of them because yeah. everyone needs them. There's only a certain amount that truly get – a snap share that's like important for fantasy football. So I think yeah. if you stockpile them, especially rookies who nobody's really talking about, you'll get those rookies. And even if they're not playing for you, they'll turn into something else. Say yeah. I have a receiver go down. Say Devonte Adams hurts his <clears> foot <throat> and he's out eight weeks. Yeah, I gotta go get another receiver. You know, something right. like that. So the grade there. The grade. The grade. Um, I'm going to give it a B minus just because the Bucks are a good defense. But again, too early for me for defenses. Uh, round 15, pick nine, another hole filler, Justin Tucker, though. A very good kicker. Um, I got to know the league because my league, we don't do 50-yard field goal bumps. I know that's like a, a it standard. Is. It's yeah, like it's... five points for fifty yarders. We don't do that. Every kick, every kick is three points. Every extra point is one. So I kind of there are people that's that where I'm like that's where I don't think about kickers as much. But Tucker, a great long distance kicker, I think it's a very good pick. I think if you don't have a kicker, 
go and get the best long ball guy because he's going to give you the best opportunity at points. So yeah. I'm going to give it an A. Even if it's a little no. early for me, you're getting the best kicker. So the last the round. in fantasy football games. Oh, for sure. You. The last round of the whole game, or the, the whole draft, um, all of the running backs on the board did not impress me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were very much waiver wire attractive running backs. And so I decided, hey, I already have four rookies on the team. Why not take a fifth shot? So I picked in the 16th round, the second pick, Alec Pierce. Okay. Yep. I like Alec Pierce. I like yeah. this pick. Um, I'm going to say it's a C plus. Just because Ooh. again, it's it's the it's the receiver thing, but mm. I think there's definitely value in him. I think he's kind of the number two behind Pittman. Um, yeah. He's definitely going to get the snaps. I think Matt Ryan is. I mean, he wasn't there before, but it's an upgrade over Wentz. So I think the yeah. offense is going to be more receiver focused than it was last year. I think they're not going to try and depend on Jonathan Taylor as much. He's kind yeah. of just in our back pocket. If we need a guy to take over the game. We're going to give him the ball 35 yeah. times a game. Um, but the first thing I would do, the first thing I would do right after this draft is I would call the guy who has Alvin Kamara on his team over, and I'd say, so how many receivers is it going to take to get him on my team? Because <laughs> I think J.K. Dobbins, I think, and Cordell Patterson could get you through the first six weeks. But if you could maybe package a, a Darnell Mooney and – Chris Olave or Michael Thomas and maybe a Damian Pierce right mm-hmm. away for Alvin Kamara. I take that trade. Even I'd say, yeah. Hey, I need six weeks worth of something. I think it's give me I a playoff running good. back. Yeah. Let me review all of the different, uh, all the players in order. And then I want an overall grade. Um, so Jamar chase round one, Devonte Adams round two, JK Dobbins round three. Travis Kelsey, round four. Cordero Patterson, round five. Darnell Mooney, round six. Uh, Dak Prescott, round seven. Uh, Michael Thomas, round eight. Uh, Chris Olave, round nine. Jameson Williams, round 10. Christian Watson, round 11. Uh, Chase Edmonds, round 12. Damian Pierce, round 13. Buccaneers D, round 14. Justin Tucker, round 15. And then Alec Pierce, round 16. For the overall grade of... B plus. Okay. All right. I'll take I'm it. Gonna, give me the B. I'm going to give it a B plus. Your only thing holding back the A is the lack of running backs, of course. I, I, they went flying off, man. I preached it in the entire way. Sometimes you got to take those flyers. Even if you don't like that guy, maybe yeah. you're not Maybe you're not wowed by somebody. You just, I think, taking shots on running backs is – if if say if say some of those rookie wide receivers work out and they're strong those first few weeks, like Christian Watson could be realistic number one option. Oh yeah. Michael Thomas is a realistic number one option. I think easily those guys could be packaged in a in a deal and you get a superstar running back. Maybe not yeah. to the extent maybe maybe you get your, your favorite players, Zeke Elliott. You yeah. You could offer um easily offer in my opinion, maybe three weeks in, Christian Watson, Michael Thomas, 
and let's say, you know, Damian Pierce mm-hmm. for a I, I would even go as far as say, um, you know, maybe add in Cordero Patterson or J.K. Dobbins instead of Damian Pierce for maybe a Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, um, I mean, because Michael Thomas is starting quality. You have Christian Watson being the surefire number one wide receiver in Green Bay with the greatest quarterback in the league right now. Um, and then, you know, I, I said, I mean, yeah, J.K. Dobbins, already a run-heavy offense, especially because they traded away Hollywood Brown. I mean, what is there to decline there? I feel like for those of you listening in my fantasy league, screw you. I know how to, pr- I, I know how to make a trade offer. Um, this one, I feel like is actually a fair one. JK Dobbins is a power back. You can get him done. Michael Thomas gets you a good receiver and Christian Watson gets you another one. That's a rookie upside player that can be up and down, but can also be a high performer. And in return, give me that big name running back to pair with Cordero Patterson for number two. Yeah. Um, it's just nothing really to add. I I do have one thing to add. I have one player. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be like those clickbait fantasy sites. This guy is going to win you your fantasy football league. So overdraft him because I'm telling you to. <laughs> Travis Etienne. He's, yeah, he's coming off a a broken foot. Didn't play at all last year. He doesn't have Urban Meyer anymore. James Robinson tore his Achilles. I'm pretty sure late in the year. It's he has he has the chemistry with um, Trevor Lawrence. And currently, I just looked at his ADP. His ADP is about 46th overall. And about the 22nd quarterback. So that's about end of round four. A guy with these tools, basically a rookie, and doesn't have much competition. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm Maybe comeback player of the year? Yeah, he's someone I'm definitely circling on my fantasy board. And someone next to me is going to look on my board and, and take him from me. When I say, okay, and I'll, I'll give you guys a little insight at what we're planning on doing, but nothing set in stone just yet. Just because I love the people that listen to this podcast so much. I, I really appreciate everybody that's supporting us early on. Um, we've gotten a lot more support than we're expecting. And I just want to say thank you. So as a result, I'm going to give you guys a little heads up. Uh, there's a pretty good chance that we do a fantasy draft live on this show. Um, kind of like a big draft super show along with a normal weekly episode from Ben and I uh, right before school starts and everything like that. Something to look at, but I might not be on camera the whole time. I'll be completely honest. I have an idea of a big cardboard, like actual draft board that I like want to make. Like the, the, those beat-ups boards, right? Have you ever seen the league? Like on Hulu, the, the yes. yeah, yes. the league. So they have this giant draft board, and I want to make one of people that I want instead of just having a piece of paper. I want to straight up make giant cardboard. It's going to be a whole thing, and at the hey. end of it, I'll show everybody, and then I might be able to show you guys what I'm looking at for the championship. I might be able to showcase because – and, and and for those of you that are might be tuning into the show because you're a part of the fantasy league, um, 
ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be revealing the championship live to everybody. I'm not going to be sending it to a group chat. I'm not going to be showing anybody else, including our current champion, Ben. I am not going to be, and I'll credit Ben for it because, yeah, here's the situation. So Ben drafted a team for somebody that wasn't necessarily as educated on football. So Ben is taking credit for that team as um, given permission from that person. And so I'm going to be presenting Ben the official championship of the fantasy league. Um, And I will be holding it on my camera and saying, look, Ben is going to be getting this uh, from me. And this thing is going to be really cool. I told Ben I'm going to pick it out. It's going to be awesome. Just trust me with this. And then year in and year out, whoever wins this league um, is going to get this belt and the loser has to pay for the belt. That's how it's going to work. Or not for the belt, but like for the belt to get shipped. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how this is going to work. It's all going to be very cool. Everybody's going to want this thing. Um, I said that it's a belt. It's a belt. Um, but I'm not going to tell you exactly what it looks like. Me and Ben have already decided it's going to be a belt. It's not going to be a trophy. It's not going to be a ring. Um, you want something that you can, you want an actual, like, and this isn't going to be some cheap little Walmart wrestling belt. No, this is something that I'm going to put my own money in and get an actual metal shiny thing to put on your chest or around your waist. This thing is going to be legit, but nobody's going to see it until the draft night with everybody else that tunes into this podcast show on that night that we draft. So be there, be square, don't show up, whatever. You're going to want to be there, promise you. Um, but that's going to be it for Fantasy Talk this week because it's Weddle time, baby. We're going to move on Ooh. to Weddle. It's time. Um, so normally, I mean, Matt, I know that you listen in and I know you you watch it and everything like that. Yep. Um, let's see. I got to share my window here. So the way that this works, um, you know, I'll, I'll pick first and then Matt will pick second or however Matt wants to go. Um, but the thing is, is that this week, because Ben's not here, it's not going to count towards my win total if I win um, or if I guess correctly. But just to be clear, in the first round, we are helping each other just to kind of warm up. And then the second round, we're just not going to expose anything or help the other person out until that last guess where we get a Google guess. So. Without further ado, Matt, would you like the first or second guess? I'll take the first guess. I'll take All the right. first crack at it. Who do you want? Um, I'm going to take – this is this guy I always pick first. He's on my favorite team. I'm going to take Taysom Hill. Some Love it. And that did nothing. All right. So the only thing – Older than 30 – he's 32 or 33. And he's in the AFC. That's all I know. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Is Russell Wilson older than Taysom that's, Hill? That's a good one. That's a really good one. Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah. Dude. That was like, that was awesome. I was connecting the dots in my head. Like, I was thinking, that's an awesome yeah, one. Let's go over it. Let's go, yeah. Because, dude, what just happened? I'm sorry. Okay. I just want to yeah. clarify I did not play this beforehand. I haven't yeah. played Weddle since last week. So all I thought was AFC. Uh, he's definitely. Got I mean, it. he's, he's got to be tight short, end, but he's got to be shorter, and he's older, and his jersey number's lower than seven. So what's it gonna be? 
Um, all right, we gotta go Broncos to country. Let's ride. let's ride. <laughs> all right, now we're switching over to hard mode. Um, Matt, you want first or second? Crack at it. Um, I'll take the first again. Um, I'm gonna start it differently. Okay. Let's start with my underrated player, AJ Terrell. All right. Ooh, oh. starting off in Atlanta. Ooh. Okay. Right. It's not a corner. It's, he's taller than 6'1". I, and he's, oh, I, oh, I is, think I have a is it uh, Drake London? Oh, dude. It is a receiver, though. Yeah, it's a receiver. Who do they have? He's, Who's another? Oh, bro. He's about 6'2". He's about 24. Dude, Drake London's only twenty years old. That's crazy. Um, six three. I mean, he's drafted this year, so yeah. I would get that one. Um, there's no way they have Pitts. Plus, Pitts is higher than. And he's does that say end. lower than five? Scroll down. That's higher than five. Yeah, higher fi- higher than five. I'm gonna go with Kyle Pitts. All right. I don't know if they. I don't think they have him ranked as. Yeah, I know. Sure. All right. Six. If it's a receiver, then I'm going with Calvin Ridley. No, dang it! No, man. dude, he's who's high. another? Who's another he's Atlanta receiver? 18. Oh man, this is really, this is really testing me. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, did they they sign anyone this off season that kind of went over my head? Did Julio go back to Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's twenty five. If he's within twenty three and twenty seven at the same time, yeah. Um. What does it say for 18? Does that say higher or under? Higher than higher. 18, yeah. So it's probably 19. Who wears 19 for the Falcons? That's really hmm. all trying to think about. Because um, I would love to say Russell Gage, but it's not Russell Gage. because oh, uh, I think his name is Zacchaeus. Omari Zacchaeus something. Z-A-C-C? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, it's not <laughs> him either. He's 5'8". Oh my god, dude! Jeez, my sister's man. almost taller than him. What the heck? Oh she's eleven god. years old. <laughs> uh, okay. That guy plays in the NFL. Dude. Okay. So he's he's got to be twenty. He's got to be twenty-five then. Yeah. He is definitely and, twenty-five. Dude, he's, I don't. He's know. definitely twenty-five, and he wears the number nineteen. I have no idea who he is. Bro. Well, who is this guy? Do you want to just resort to Google? Because I have no idea who's on the Atlanta Falcons like, roster. Uh, I really want to like, because he's he has to be what? He's six five. He's yeah. tall. He's tall. Um, so we know everything about him. We know he's six five. <laughs> we know he's twenty five, and we know he's number nineteen. And we already know the other three. I literally, I'm, I'm at. I'm blinking. This is what Weddle, this is what Weddle does to you. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do, Matt? Because I'm like tossing. It's your the pick. Tail. It's your pick, right? I'm down to so, Google it, but I don't want to ruin it for you. It's up to you. Uh, right. I, I'm just, I'm just in that point where it's just, uh, <laughs> number nineteen. Who even is this guy? Wait. Go no. no. Go up to their depth. Go up to their depth. Yeah. Chart. yeah. I would just say depth chart. Yep. Brian Edwards. 
No, it's it's no, Auden it's not. Tate. It's Auden Tate. That's who it is. I can tell. I already know it. Six five. He's twenty five. <laughs> number nineteen. Oh my goodness. Dude, I don't even know. I'm I'm sorry I, if I'm not I'm not listen, educated. I wouldn't have known that. I <laughs> I didn't know he left. I didn't know he was signed by I knew he was on the Bengals. I didn't know he was signed by the Falcons. I'll be but completely it's funny, honest with you. He's 6'5". No <laughs> they could have a they could have a six five receiver lineup. You could have Pitts lineup on the outside. You have what? Drake London, Pitts, Auden Tate. <laughs> Just let's play some basketball, fellas. <laughs> Except yeah. for that one guy that's uh like six or no, not even he's five nine. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, you get you get nothing. The, you know, you got you gotta have the speed. You gotta have the yin to the yang. Yeah. All right, guys. Last segment: gridiron goofs. Um, our our game today, our draft today, is apocalypse weapon choices. Matt, you get the first pick. Uh, do you want to just disqualify the gun so we can get absolutely just creative here? That would be so much fun. All right. I all right. See what we do. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a the classic, the the baseball bat with a hammer in it. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's a classic kind of like apocalypse. No, I do wanna I do wanna mention if you guess baseball bat like you said with a hammer in it, um, or with, I, with with the nail. I said hammer with the, nail. with the nails yeah. in it. You know, yeah. That's so why. I can't guess any variant of baseball bat then because I can't yeah. say like baseball bat with barbed wire on it. Like <laughs> you know that wouldn't work. Um, yeah, instead. I'm going to go with a chainsaw. That's a good one. Yeah. I want to saw zombies in half, man. I want to. Yeah. Be cool. Um, next, it's me. Um, I'm going to go with <laughs> a samurai sword. Ooh, okay. I think that's fun. I think it, to see it like slicing around, I think that'd be interesting. That'd be fun to do. Is does a crossbow? Like, I'm thinking of like, I don't know if like if you're thinking of Walking Dead like zombies. I'm thinking of like the Purge. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm yeah. in the fight of my life against other humans. You That's know, true. Who are just like me, so I'm kind of getting. Does a crossbow count as a gun? <sighs> it's a like it shoots projectiles. I I guess you could say so. Because like then at that point is a bow and arrow classified. Yeah, you're kind of like. How technical can we get here? <laughs> oh yeah, how yeah. far do we go? Where's what are the, the line? Li- what are the lines? On <laughs> yeah. Apocalypse weapon. Are you giving me crossbow or are we disqualifying it? I'm gonna say no, no crossbow. Okay. All right, give me the bow and arrow then at least. That's like yeah. old like yeah. Robin Hood. Yeah. Straight up vigilante. Just because, yeah, I think I think if you can accurately shoot that, that's dope. Like the things that you can do with those arrows too to make them even more lethal is ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, not to give anybody ideas or anything. By the way, if you're <laughs> listening to this and having questionable thoughts, like don't yeah. do it. Uh, anyways, <laughs> don't just don't do it. The apocalypse isn't happening. Okay? It's not. Like, yeah, disclaimer. this is only. Apocalypse situations, not every day going to on a walk. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyways, um, I'm gonna go with. I don't know how to use them, 
but okay. I'll figure it out because it's the Apagos. I'm going with a boomerang. Okay. I think I, I I think that'd be cool to figure out how to do if I got my boomerang. <sighs> like that. Like, See, you gave me an idea because you said, oh, man. I apologize. My Siri popped up on my MacBook. Um, so I didn't you, gave me an, you gave me an idea as to what you don't know how to use. And I was thinking about throwing stars, uh, how cool those would be to have. So, uh, yeah, give me some throwing stars. And I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but whatever. Even uh, better if we can combine the two and make some kind of batarang because comic there, book stuff. That'd be cool. There you go. <laughs> um, next, I'm going Captain America Shield. But um, yeah, right. <laughs> I think what I'm going to go with is I think just for comedic effect, mm. I'm going with a like a pan. I want to whack someone on the he- head with a pan. Just just I because like you'd laugh after just a metal pan. I feel like it can really <laughs> disorient them. Yeah. And then I got my bat or my yeah. boomerang. Whatever I got left. I mean, I just imagine myself walking around with a satchel full of yeah. my weapons. Oh, while man. everyone else has got, you know, guns and stuff. I had a great idea, but I have no idea what I was thinking of. Um, oh, geez. If I want a weapon, what am I taking? Give me, give me an axe. An axe, yep. I can throw a good axe. There's this arcade game uh, that you can, if, if you live in the Valparaiso area. Are you uh, talking about the Zao Island axe throwing? Yes. I, I actually played that tonight, and I am very good at it. Uh, so <laughs> I lost my girlfriend tonight, I will admit. But, uh, oh. you know, it's okay. It's all right. We only paid we for one back. round. Yeah, we bounced back. It's all right. No worries. Uh, yeah. All right. Matt, last pick. Ooh, I feel like I'm I'm drawing blanks now. Um, something, something. I'm trying to think. Like now, I'm just thinking about like around my house kind of things. Yeah, yeah. That exactly. I'm kind of like if if I saw <laughs> if I looked outside and I saw the the world was ending. What am I grabbing? Um, my thing is, if you were against somebody that's trying to kill you, but they don't have a gun, what is the one weapon that would terrify you the most? Yeah, that's a that's like you know. Um, if they I'm whip out a samurai sword, I might pee my pants. I'm I feel like this guy's out. legit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like I'm gonna go with like a a two by four, like a piece of wood. <laughs> like that's awesome. That just, just I'm kind of just like yep, just like you know that's gonna do damage. Yeah, that's going to hurt somebody. So I'm going to use it. I'm in the fight of my life. That's what I'm imagining. We're going comedic effect with this last round. So I'm going to go with a guitar. Guitar? Again. (laughs) Let's get a guitar. Yeah. And like you said before, it'll stun them. And then I can take my chainsaw. Real real question. Acoustic (laughs) or electric? Acoustic, of course. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I got one right next to me, man. If somebody were to walk in, I'm armed and dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, so Matt, before we give you, before we we let you go, um, I personally want to say thank you for coming on the show. Um, For those of you that weren't here last week, uh, Ben is on vacation. That's why he commented in. um, He's in a uh, a some kind. He's yeah from a tent. This man is he the first ever Pigskin Project listener from a tent? 
<laughs> perhaps you never know. Some people are in a tough situation right now, but we don't judge. <laughs> um, but yeah, we want to say thank you just because it's like, man, this is great for you to just dive in and be like all set to go. Um, yep. Just a reminder for anybody out there still listening, uh, listen to bust worthy. Uh, it's Matt Hartman's, you know, podcast. Yep. Very good. Um, yep. And then, yeah, Matt, you got anything else for us before we uh, close it up? No, just appreciate letting me come on and, and just, just talk some ball. I'm, I'm always, always game to talk some ball, no matter what, no matter. I mean, it's just it's lucky that it, it ended up being the Saints day that I yeah. kind of come on. and, and <laughs> That wasn't coordinated at all. Yeah, it's, <laughs> just, luck. It's just luck. But, yeah, I mean – it's just yeah thank you to thank you to you for letting me come on and just of course talk. anytime yeah. man so if you made it this far we want to say thank you for listening all the way through we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the pigskin project we have a lot scheduled for next week's show including our off-season previews and much much more so make sure you subscribe to following us on all platforms we'd like to give a big thank you to anchor.fm uppercuts grooming in valparaiso indiana regional radio sports network and overtime sports network which you can find in the upper right hand corner of our screen uh for helping us promote our podcast please leave a review down below as it helps us more than you know and that's it for this week so thanks again for tuning into the pigskin project ladies and gentlemen we have two weeks until football is here can't wait and we'll be right here with you guys when it happens so until next week this is ryan matthews and matt hardman signing off